The Marriage Project is a community organization that exists to educate a future generation while encouraging and inspiring hope for this one through the portrait of God's design for marriage. It is a collective of stories from couples spanning across the nation and globe to share with you the hope they have found in Jesus. This is a one-stop shop to hear how God has impacted each life here and to shine light and shed light on what our part is in his plan. Welcome back to a new episode of the Marriage Project Podcast. I'm your host, Alicia Miller, and each month I'm joined by a new couple sharing their marriage story and testimonies. This month, I'm joined by Denilson and Siobhan Christopher, who have been married for five years and will be celebrating their sixth anniversary on the 6th of June, so it's coming up. They live in the southern part of Trinidad, which is a part of a twin island republic state in the Caribbean. Denilson is a process engineer at a local oil and gas company, and Siobhan is a financial advisor at the leading insurance institution in the Caribbean. They both love adventuring outdoors, and Siobhan is very passionate about physical fitness and overall healthy living. Together, they have started a marriage blog titled Journey with the Christophers. Through this blog, they hope to be an example of Christian marriage and spur on couples and singles to live a life glorifying to God. So without waiting any longer, let me introduce them both to you and saying hello. Hi. Hey, guys. It's really good to be on. (laughs) I know it's always kind of awkward to start a podcast and say, hey, say hey. (laughs) (laughs) How do you start? (laughs) Um, But I'm happy you guys gave me all the goods to share. I usually kind of let couples expand. If there's anything I left out, feel free to share. But before we go any further, I usually like to start on a fun note and ask, since one of your hobbies together is doing outdoor things. What is one of your favorite outdoor adventures or something you do together that you love doing or even a favorite place you've traveled to before? Well, what we like to do, we like to go hiking and also going to the beach. And one of one of our favorite places to hike, and, and it's an easy one, it's easy to get to, is uh, going up to the satellite in Macreep. Um, and then going to the beach right after, which is really close by. Yeah. Um, I think, for me, at least for me, one of the um, locations or the places that we would have visited that was really, like, along the lines that we like is in Barbados. And that was, like, close. Like, we stayed in a hotel, which was right on the beach, and we could have, like, even go to, like, neighboring hotels and like mm. even being on the beach there and like just like it was really fun just like hopping along and trying and, and experiencing different things yeah and the beaches there are really nice i've only seen pictures i i okay i'm saying caribbean how do you pronounce it yeah you're pronouncing it um well caribbean yeah caribbean i i've heard both i've heard caribbean and caribbean <laughs> <laughs> so and I promise I won't do this to you, but how long have you, have you, were you born and raised in Trinidad? This is probably getting yeah. into your story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the two of us, yes, we were born and raised in Trinidad. I've been to Haiti once back in 2014, but um, that's the furthest I've gone down into those Central American countries and the islands. I'd love to go. Yeah. You need to okay. visit. Yeah. Yeah. I'll come take your pictures one day. Yes. <laughs> that might be my excuse to go. 
Um, well, getting into that part, um, I'm so happy that you guys are both on. I believe I, I save couples posts when I see them. I don't remember how I got connected to your Instagram, but I saved it and I loved something you shared on one of your captions. And I thought, oh, maybe they could be on the podcast one day. And you guys were so gracious to say yes. And so I'm excited to learn more about you guys. Um, I don't know much about your story. So um, if you wouldn't mind kicking off the podcast with that, um, just a little bit more about your stories, about your testimonies and how you came to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. How did that transpire? Were you raised in a Christian home or yeah, just like a brief background of each of your uh, testimonies and upbringings? Yeah, no problem. Okay. Um, I, my parents took me and my brother to church when we were children, but I wouldn't say that I was raised in a, a strong Christian home, right? My family was very moral and, you know, good, but in terms of that, uh, strong faith, uh, no, <laughs> And there was a period of time where I didn't attend any church really, you know. So when we used to go as children, then as teenagers, it, it was more or less up to us to kind of make our own decisions. So I, I didn't really attend church, you know. I'd rather stay home and sleep in. <laughs> um, it was only in, in my early 20s, actually, I, I started attending church again. And this was really based on a invitation from one of my co-workers at the time, right? And he just had this um, joy about him. I would say he was just so joyful because it was a very stressful work environment. And, um, you know, he, he was just, you know, really, really calm, really peaceful, really joyful. As I said, I was like, you know, what's going on with this guy? So, um, yeah, that's from talking to him and stuff you know he invited me to church I started going to church with him and that's where I really um started you know being more committed and serious in terms of my relationship with the Lord and I did um commit my life so that was around age 22 and I actually started going to the the church that my parents used to take me to when I was a child and from there I just you know started I got baptized I joined um a couple of ministries and you know that that's really a little bit about how I really came to know the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um for me, yeah, I would have grown up in, in church, born and raised in church. Um, you know, the full works involved in almost everything, um, going weekly services, everything, just being in church when the church doors are opened. Um However, every time I, I hear and I think about giving a testimony, I always remember persons giving these really elaborate conversion stories and feeling very awkward or weird because I didn't have or experience that type of um, conversion. But someone reminded me when I was younger that, you know, even God's faithfulness is a testimony in our lives. And I really appreciated that because it really helped me to see God in a different light because not all the time people are born and raised in church means that they are saved. So it was really for me uh, a realization of God's faithfulness because I 
was able to come into a saving knowledge of who Christ was later on in my teenage years. And even though I was um, in church and heard the different messages, I still um, had to struggle with insecurities and low self-esteem. But God was the person who would have reaffirmed my identity and my worth. So that would have made me, you know, become more committed to Christ and even realize that, you know, he is, he has and is faithful even when I was younger to um, how I am today. So my testimony is really of, you know, of just a young man who would have started off in church, but who would have actually made the decision and remained committed to Christ because of God giving me that purpose and identity in him. Yeah. Amen. I mean, that is a testament. I feel I've heard that as well when you go around and share testimonies and you do feel, wow, I didn't have this massive conversion like you said. But to me, that's that's a huge testimony, even maybe greater. But I mean, there's no measurement, but that you never really strayed or um, that God's faithfulness in his hand has been on you your entire life. And Siobhan, mine's similar to yours. I was raised in the church when I was younger and um, kind of, I didn't know Jesus though, Lord and Savior. It was more of just being taught something and not knowing it personally until my early twenties as well and getting back in and serving and that type of thing. So, well, thank you for sharing that. And I'm excited to hear this part of how the two of you met. So how can you tell us how <laughs> you two met? Okay. Um, so we actually met in university when we were studying for our um, degree in process and chemical engineering. Um, so it's actually the University of the West Indies right here in Trinidad. We attended the same university and um, it was what, second year? Of, um, second year. It, it was it's pretty uh, funny, pretty ironic, actually, <laughs> because we were studying for the same degree. And we had a lot of classes together, yeah. but we didn't meet in class at all. <laughs> <laughs> Until probably like my second year when I would have noticed her. I mean, um, <laughs> I use a notice because she, she at, that, at that time it was like, wow, this girl is quite a gem among everyone else. So she oh. caught my eye. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I didn't um, talk to her at that time, but later on, she came to um, one of the Christian clubs that we have on campus, which is the InterVarsity Christian Fellowship, IVCF. And um, I was one of the executives on in the club at the time, and she had asked a question, and I felt as though, you know, she didn't get the response that she was looking for. So afterwards, I... I um, I went up to her and I, um, you know, tried to <laughs> answer the question. I think it was just a reason to talk to me because I was really trying to hurry home. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was divine intervention. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we, we started to talk there and it was around the same time with um, exams. So I invited her to um, my study group. And, and from there, we built a relationship. You know, it was just it started off as a friendship. And she seemed to be a very genuine person. And, you know, it was good to see somebody who was also a long part of, you know, faith in God and that kind of thing. So, yeah, we, we would have, you know, just 
um, seal the deal with the relationship coming down to the final year of um, university. And yeah, the rest is history. We got married. We left university in 2012 and got married in 2015. Yeah. At this part, you mentioned before you were married, um, you both enrolled in the School of Relationships, which is a series of lessons that your pastors facilitated. So these were lessons learned during the classes you said were very foundational for your growth in marriage. Do you remember one of those lessons standing out to you that you learned in that course? Yeah. Well, for me, one of the things which is actually one of the first lessons that was taught was the, the purpose of relationships in terms of it not being about pleasing each other. Yes, that's important, but more so about glorifying God because it's based on the scripture where they say everything was created by God and for God. Mm -hmm. So your relationship is not really um, for you per se. Yes, you would benefit and stuff, but at the end of the day, the relationship is to glorify God, to, to benefit God, to achieve some purpose for God on the earth that you couldn't do on your own. Yeah, so it kind of takes a focus off of, okay, my role is to really satisfy my husband or make him happy and vice versa, which, you know, is really difficult to to satisfy another human being, right? Because only God could do that anyway. Right. Yeah, it so that, that was a bit... Unrealistic pressure off of you, really. Yeah. Yeah. And um, for me... I think one of the core lessons out of these school relationships was that the purpose for a relationship is empowerment. So um, I think before attending these classes, I had the um, typical view that, you know, I should find someone who could help me along in my plans and in my goals for life. And it was never really about me trying to see how I could prepare myself to help someone else, right? And even in, and this relationship class wasn't just about marriage only, you know, even in other relationships like your friendships and your family, um, siblings, parental, you know, that, that helped me as well because before, like, I think that I would have viewed relationships just, you know, for, you know, you, you have fun, you do life with people, you share different moments in life with them. But this um, purpose of empowerment really allowed me to do things more purposefully and um, spend my interactions and my time with my family and my friends and even my wife um, in, a, in a more intentional way where I now step back and I think, how can I empower the other person how could I empower Siobhan you know and and that really allows me to have more enriching relationships as well so the relationship is is not just you know as Siobhan would have mentioned just existing but you know is actually you have a purpose for the relationship and you mentioned something Denilson in our corresponding about differing personalities and I'm sure it's a very fully loaded question you could probably do an episode on this specifically, but you said you've worked through this together, that you guys have very opposite personalities. Is that correct? Yeah. <laughs> I laugh now because sometimes all you can do is laugh about it. Um, so yeah, 
<laughs> we would have taken different personality tests before um, we got married. So we knew that we were on the um, opposite ends of the um the spectrum, if you want to say. So we did have, um, I hope, I'm hoping that it's a familiar one, is the, the DISC, D-I-S-C, and um, in it, I am the I, um, and Sean is C, right? And and basically, it's just different quadrants, and which means that I am people-oriented and um, extroverted, and Siobhan is quite the opposite, where she is introverted and task-oriented, right? So where we would see these things coming up is in as simple things as doing chores around the house, <laughs> you know, um, where we tend to do things differently, you know, I kind of see those things as, you know, let's do it together, let's have fun doing it. And whereas Siobhan would say, it needs to be done, she would do it if I slack off on doing it, you know. <laughs> and um, conflict tends to arise there. But I think it is really, it was really important for us being able to understand how the different personalities view things differently and where their value on things are. So where, like, probably a typical couple might um, allow that conflict to escalate, we tend to kind of find, all right, the root cause then and how it is our personality is expressing itself in this manner. So that was just one example. But um, at least for me personally, I, I, I try to see... Um, how Siobhan would perceive things based on her personality so that I wouldn't expect her to behave a certain way if I know her personality type would um, be expressed in a different way. So for sure, that allows a lot of conflicts to subside, sometimes allow the conflict to even be laughed off, and you know, and just being able to Ex, um, express ourselves to each other so that we understand each other. Even the Bible speaks about dealing with your wife with understanding. So that is an important part there. Even um, for me, with our different personalities, it's actually the a positive state as well. Because for me personally, I've been able to learn a lot from Danielson, even in terms of um, not taking everything too seriously, yeah, having more fun, <laughs> you know, <laughs> a little light-hearted, a little bit more, right? So different things that, you know, comes naturally to him, I've been able to learn it and incorporate it into my life. And I see him being more organized because of my um, influence on him. I see him thinking things through a lot more, like in terms of starting tasks, thinking it all the way to the end. So having that opposite personalities also would have added um, value to mm -hmm. our relationship as well. Yeah, make things interesting for sure. <laughs> and what I heard you both say is you have to have a sense of humor to be lighthearted. Yeah. That yeah. helps reset even if you're angry, yeah, just to laugh it off. That helps in all areas of yeah. life. <laughs> Um, and so you guys also shared that, yeah, with, um, just being interested in living in solidarity with other married couples. So that's just another way of saying, staying in community. And I know here in the States, it's very, it's like this culture of individualism, which I think mm -hmm. 
um, has gone so far away from mm-hmm. what the example is in the book of Acts. Even you look at the church and how people shared meals and yes, we might share a meal, but we very much have our private lives and then, you know, open our homes. But when it's like all ready to go and that type of thing, and that's not everyone across the board, but I'd say that's kind of how it's become. And so I'm wondering where you guys live, the culture there, is that something that's normal or is that uh, a way for the church to shine where you come together and stay in community and what blessings and benefits you guys have found comes from that? I, I think at least in the Caribbean, and well, we will speak to where we live in, the, in Trinidad, um, there is a sense of community, um, but of, um, with everything, there is always room for improvement. Yeah. But um, I think especially community between married couples, that is a, a factor that is lacking because even growing up, you would always, um, well, I would observe that when people get married, you will just tend to like not see them around. It's like if it is, they go in some kind of um, <laughs> area that that nobody else lives there. And um, I, 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 even before getting married, that was something that I didn't want to do because I was involved in ministry and I really wanted to still be able to do things and be um, married. So when we um, did get married, we talked about it and we um, kind of made a decision that we were going to do things differently. And we and we decided to, you know, purposely reach out to other married couples. You know, it could be as simple as going on dates with them, um, simple as just having like prayer partners as well. And that to me has been beneficial because you are able to now share different things that you are going through you know every every, everyone tends to think that they are going through different things alone but when you do live in community you tend to um hear things and even by the way conversation learn things in terms of how to deal with certain um seasons in in your in your married life certain conflicts that may be um common so it really helped us a lot and even having prayer partners as well, being able to share our um, prayer needs with them and being able to pray pray with um, and for each other. So, I mean, again, the Bible talks about iron sharpens iron. And we really believe that th- this type of community is really what God would be um, wanting from his people. Do you guys prepare the home together or is that, do you guys have certain tasks that you, like you probably share too, you'll go maybe to a, a church or a different couple's home each time you meet? Is it, does it look different or is there a home that you meet in um, pretty consistently? Um, so, so the, the meetings isn't necessarily no, structured formal, yeah, in that meeting. way. So, um, yeah. I know in the beginning of our marriage, we would have agreed to like, probably like invite one couple over per month, you know, uh-huh. um, definitely if there is like birthdays or, or other things like that, we would celebrate it together. Um, as I mentioned before, we, um, kind of, yeah. So it would be like sometimes social settings. And well, recently we started to do the, um, prayer partners with another married couple. So we would try to meet at least once every fortnight to pray with them. And when I say meet, I mean like virtually or sometimes where it permits in person. Yeah. So 
for sure we even the social aspect of it we tend to make a priority because we we don't want to um downplay that aspect as well so what we do right now is just you know try to at least have a, a couple over once a month yeah that's so cool that i i'm not married yet so i don't know but from looking at friends i could see how it would very easily uh, just it's easy, I guess I should say, to kind of get in your own rhythm and not um, you have to be intentional about it. Basically, yeah, um, yeah, I've sure. just noticed. That. Yeah, I see that is just a sweet blessing to have that encouragement. And like you said, you can help each other out and share things and share prayer burdens and that type of thing. Um, so leading up to this um, point is talking about your marriage blog. So how did that come about? When did mm-hmm. the Lord lead you to, um, to begin your marriage blog? Yeah. And what are some of the topics or things you guys have posted about? I mean, that's a, I know that's kind of a broad question. So I guess you can start with the first how and when the Lord led you to begin it. I would have been spending some time in introspection before my 30th birthday last year, November. And every time around my birthday, I tend to, you know, see where the Lord is leading me next, you know, what is in store for me in the upcoming year. And um, I really felt strongly about starting the marriage blog. And it has been um, an idea that has been playing around in my mind for quite some time. But um, I think 2020 was a year for everyone. And (laughs) definitely, it really kind of accelerated my decision to start the blog because um, we started to hear um, different um, negative responses from persons' marriages, like separation, some divorces. And um, this was a time where people um, were more around their spouses and expected to spend more time. So some people dealt with it um, better than others. And it was a time where I felt as though, you know, God was asking me or you know, just putting me in a position to shed some light and to be able to bring some positivity to that narrative and to hopefully inspire others, you know. So I really, at that point in time, it was just a level of obedience that I needed to have. And, you know, where in the past I would have put off um, and delayed it a bit, I really saw the need for it at this point in time. So that was when... I would have started it and probably that is one of the biggest reasons for starting it, you know, to just be able to um, share what, you know, a godly Christian marriage would look like and be able to give hope in that aspect. Yeah. So do you both post to it or is it mainly, do you guys just, um, just, I'm sure maybe even both write on it or how does that, look with you guys the content comes either way you're married so it's both of you guys doing it but (laughs) we laugh in here because (laughs) this is again um, where our personalities (laughs) would cause a little um, friction (laughs) because (laughs) I am um, yeah I am I am the one who would be ready said go you know I should I Siobhan mentioned, you know, she's seeing me growing in the aspect of thinking things through. So when I came to her with the idea, 
I really had to, you know, spend some time making sure that, you know, I really thought it through and it was not just another Danielson idea that I was trying to sell. So uh-huh. um, she has been supporting and, you know, I, I see her more getting integrated into it, but for sure um, the the content would really come, you know, from my thoughts, my ideas that God would inspire me. And, you know, even as, as you say, I, I, we are married, so, you know, the, the content would just flow naturally. But just um, mm-hmm. putting it together, I would be the one to put it together, whether it be the captions or whatever. But Siobhan here is, you know, the person who would veto and critique and make sure everything is structured well <laughs> and done properly. Yeah, so she brings a lot of excellence to it as well. Yeah. So we, um, yeah, so we would have been posting um, different things on Instagram. That is where we would have started off. And then we um, also have a Facebook page. And then we started at an actual um, blog website where we started to post a number of um, blogs, articles. Yeah, articles. And yeah, um, Siobhan would just share around the topics that we would have started to share. Mm. So one of the first topics that we touched on would have been um, it's called the Four Vital Truths, and that is coming out of the lessons that we learned in School of Relationships, right, which is really the foundation for your relationships. So, so we started there, right, as a foundation in terms of what I was sharing with you before being one of the four vital truths that all things were created by God and for and God. For God. By him, right. all things consist. Consist, yeah. meaning he is the one who holds all of our relationships together and we have to depend on him to make our relationships work, yeah. right? So yeah. th- th- that was some of the first things that we talked about. Then what we like to do as well, we do devotions together um, using the Bible app. So some of the lessons that we learn that we learn from those devotions, we share those as well. So we did a series called Marriage Builders, sharing some of those lessons, right? And we try to be um, I don't want to say trendy, but we want to be relevant. So around February, which is Valentine's um time, we would have done a series on love in terms of sharing what biblical love um looks like, not just um you know, what, what would be in portrayed world. in the world around mm-hmm. Valentine's Day. So we did a series on that. I was going to, I know this is almost wrapping it up, but you also shared too that, Siobhan, you are passionate about fitness. And um, I know that's part of the page. You guys share that on the top in your bio and that you recently began training family members virtually since COVID. How, <laughs> what is that? Did you do, um, is it like Zoom or what do you guys use there? How, what is that? I, that's so interesting and I love that. <laughs> yes, we um, use Zoom. So again, it was around the time of lockdown last March. So everyone everyone was at home. And, you know, most people would talk about COVID weight, but <laughs> we actually got more active. So I met up with my in-laws, even my parents were involved as well. And we just have our videos on. So it was a nice way to stay connected mm-hmm. and um, to get fit as a family. So we did uh, like light aerobics because, as I said, it was our parents were involved. So anyone do it. Light aerobics, <laughs> some strength training, stretching, right? I- 
I gave some nu- nutritional tips. I'm not um, a professional, but you know, <laughs> I'm passionate and I pick up things here and there. So I just shared some of the things that I would do personally to remain healthy and fit. I shared that with my family and we still do it. Actually, we had a session this morning. So it's it's a nice, fun way to, to get connected and stay fit. Yeah. And it's definitely um, <clears throat> one of those activities we do together as well. So um, before marriage, I wasn't really into that kind of physical fitness. But for sure, this um, Siobhan has inspired me to have that as part of my routine. And, you know, just being able to spend time doing that with her is really um, a quality time spent as well. Oh, that's so, yeah, that's so great. Sometimes you need that push. <laughs> um. Well, before I lead listeners to where they can connect, I, I feel like listeners will be mad at me if I don't ask you more questions about Trinidad. I'm, I'm <laughs> curious. So, but you mentioned a hiking trail. What was the name of it again, Siobhan? You said? It's um, in Shagaramas. And it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's, a, it's a trail it's a that leads you up to a, a tracking station or a satellite dish, depending on, on who you're talking to. They'll, <laughs> they'll call it either the tracking station or the satellite dish. It was an old army base. Yeah, so I think actually that was a old army base, but it's abandoned now, so you can walk up, you'll see the satellite dish and you see the abandoned building. But it's, it's really good for fitness, and someone actually put markings on the road. So and how long is it? It's, mm, so it's sure. like 1 to 20. I don't know if that's miles or kilometers or what yeah. it is. <laughs> So they were like almost there, not even close. <laughs> and when you get to the top, it's like you made it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's really fun. And then when you, it's very close to the beach, so you could hike up there. And when you get back down, you could literally like walk if you if you really um want to, or you could just drive about a couple of minutes and get to a really nice beach. And there's a nice brunch place very close by as well. So that's a nice like um, day, day, day out, yeah, yeah day trip yeah. that we like to do. Yeah, and I, I think that there are other places too in Trinidad that has a lot of like hiking to like Mount waterfalls yeah. and other picturesque places like Mount St. Benedict where you could see a nice aerial view of, you know, the country and that kind of thing. And there's some pine trees up there. That's one of my um favorite hikes as well to Mount St. Benedict. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what are... Maracas what Beach, Las Cavas Beach. <laughs> Sorry, we didn't hear the question. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was just trying to call out the um, beaches that we um, like to visit because, again, Trinidad is an island, so, you know, there are a number of beaches that you could visit. And, you know, we we tend to go to the ones that kind of food away from us as well, too, because it makes for a good road trip. Yeah, that's more in the, in the north coast. So, like, some of the popular beaches are, are Maracas Beach, and when you go to Maracas, you have to get beak and shark. That's like a local tradition. Sandwich. <laughs> yeah, like fried beak and fried shark with like pineapples and different um, cucumber chow and mango. Yeah, chutney. And <laughs> mango chutney. <laughs> really nice. It's really good. So that after Maracas, along the same North Coast Road, there's another really nice beach called Las Cuevas and that that one is a bit more quiet so Maracas is more like vibrant like party vibes guy bacon shark um but Las Cuevas is more relaxing it's um calmer it's more picturesque yeah but for sure Trinidad is known for its carnival yeah (laughs) because and when I say that I I say that because 
we are very like fun loving people and mm. everything we just tend to celebrate sometimes um our um, football team would lose and we still celebrate so we, oh, we are up, i think we were actually ranked like the number one happiest people in the world or something <laughs> like that at some on some um survey i love that life is worth celebrating especially with god in our lives he, he comes to give life abundant yeah, yeah for sure for sure oh awesome well thank you guys for sharing that if i ever get there i know where to go yeah, I'll have to ask you for more tips. Um, well, I I could sit and talk forever and hear more from you, but um, people that listen, anyone that comes to listen, can connect with you guys in your blog to read more. So, where can they find your blog and ministry? If you want to give the website and Instagram, yeah. So, um, all the different platforms are actually Journey with the Christophers. So, on Instagram, the handle is Journey with the Christophers. On Facebook, is Journey with the Christophers, and the blog. Um, website is journeywithdechristophers.com. So yeah, even um, on YouTube, you could find find us at Journey with the Christophers. Yeah. Awesome. Easy enough. Yeah. Well, thank you both for allotting time um, to spend here and to just share part of your story. And thank you. Thank you for having us. We feel so blessed to share with you and your ministry. Yeah, God's blessings on your ministry. And um God's blessing on your future marriage as well. <laughs> a lot of people are praying for it. So I'm like, wow, what's <laughs> when it comes time, it's, yeah. it's going to be interesting. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> be sure to follow on Instagram at the marriage project co or check out the website, www.themarriageproject.co to see all the photos that accompany each testimony behind each matrimony. And be sure to subscribe for the community newsletter to get each episode sent directly to your inbox.